when I had my first assistant, things didn't go according to plan. They arrived on day one, and in my head, I expect them just to hit the ground running and started work. But I hadn't really put things in place to make that even a, a chance of actually happening. There were so many things I did wrong, and that person didn't last. For example, they arrived and had no work to do. I didn't really know how to delegate to them or communicate with them, and they had no idea how to log into their email or, for example, use some of the apps that we're asking to actually use. It was a total mess, and I can see now, in hindsight, how that must have looked to them. They've you know, gone through a recruitment process, they've got this new job, they're super excited, and they arrive, and I was just a mess. It was unorganized, unprofessional, and that's probably, without a doubt, the reasons that, that person left not so long after. And this is something I see so many people do and clients that we work with that have really struggled to keep people for the long term. And one of the things I hear often about people working with remote workers or virtual assistants is, oh, they don't stick around. And it may be because you haven't got a good onboarding process to set things off on the right note from day one to give them the best opportunity to make them realize or think, what an amazing company to work for. I'm really excited about this. I want to dedicate my time. I want to put my focus on this. I want it to work because this is a professional setup. And today, I want to walk through how we do that, how we do our onboarding process to make sure people arrive with a, with a massively positive feeling about the fact they've chosen to work with us. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so... Over the next few minutes, I'm going to be sharing our onboarding process. And this is something we have tried and tested and refined and worked not only for our, with not only our own staff, but also with hundreds of staff that we've helped with our, our helps our clients to hire and onboard over the years. And it's gone through many iterations. And there's some things we've kicked out, some things we've pulled in, and we've tried to see what works and what actually seems to make a difference. And we've also asked our staff and we've asked our client staff you know what was their experience like when you were onboarded by mr jones or whatever you know and the feedback we get is that it's it's unlike anything they've ever experienced before that it's remarkable that they feel like you know they've 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 had joined a company who really knows what they're doing they're organized they're systemized and knew where to go on day one and knew what had to be done i was able to actually start working effectively productively and valuably right from the get-go and that really set things up sets things off on a brilliant footing and is the reason i think or a big factor that people stick around for the long term not just for us but for our clients as well obviously there's management and you know going forward and you've got to actually keep these these good habits up but what happens in those first few days really makes a difference. They you know first impressions count, and this is exactly that scenario for you. Hopefully, you've made a brilliant impression with your recruitment process. You've shown them you're a professional, organized business. And if you haven't done that yet, or you maybe you've skipped those episodes, I or not, you've just come into this as your first ever podcast by me on Systemize Your Success. I actually went through our recruitment process over the over recent episodes. So go back and check those out if you've not checked those out. Okay, so 
here's a list of exactly what we do when we've got to the point in the recruitment process and the person's accepted the job offer we've given them. And now it's like, what do I do next? This person's going to start working in a week or a few days or whatever it is you've agreed. And now you've got this window of opportunity to get things set up really well. So when they arrive on day one, it all just works like clockwork. And this is what we do exactly step by step. Okay, so first of all, we craft a welcome email. And this email obviously congratulates them on the fact they've got through their recruitment pro- the recruitment process. They've beaten all the competition and they are the number one person we've selected for this role because we think they're going to be absolutely ideal and they're going to actually love working for us because it fits their personality, their values, it fits like, the type of work they were looking for and it's a brilliant opportunity for them. So we set the scene with that email. And we then say, look, we're going to be setting things up over the next few days. So you're going to be uh, getting a further email from us, which will detail exactly what you need to do next. So that sets the scene. It's something you can send really quickly. It requires no preparation. It just gets out the door and just basically says, you know, welcome. It should come, I believe, from you, the business owner, um, to to welcome that person into the business, even if you weren't the person who was actually doing the hiring process. So once we've set and send that out, we now have a little bit of work to do. And I get my staff to do this. My operations manager does all this for me. But if you're a solopreneur or you haven't got someone in that role, then this is the kind of stuff that you should be thinking about or actually doing before day one. Don't wait until they arrive and then think about this stuff because that makes you look like you're unorganized and unprofessional. And here's what we do. Okay, so first of all, we set up a company email for them. Now, the vast majority of our client staff and our staff don't have paid email accounts. So we use Google, you might use Microsoft or something else, and you have licenses which you pay for. And with Google, there's no need for everybody in your business to have a paid license. It's slightly different in in Microsoft, you might have to buy the lowest tier uh, for them to have access to things. But with Google, we just set up a Gmail account. And if someone's coming in, yeah, as an operations manager or a high level, they may need a license because they might need to be able to do some of the back end stuff, which you need a paid license for. But if everyone else, we just set up, up with a free Gmail account. And that Gmail account is what they will use to log into all of their company's accounts while they're working for us. It keeps it away from their personal. It means that we sort of have some semi-control over it. And it means it's clean from distraction as well. So when we say, oh, can you check your emails? We've sent you something important. They go into their emails and it's just work. That's it. So it's a really good way to actually keep people focused as well. And so once we've got that email address set up, whether it's Gmail or a Google account or a Microsoft account or whatever, we can now actually go ahead and set up or add them to all of our core apps that you need for them to actually do their job. So I'm going to talk about in a minute, I'm going to talk about LastPass. Uh, there's other um, password, uh, safer password sharing apps out there. We use LastPass. Um, but for now, we're talking about the um, apps in which you need to add them as a user. So they need to have their own login to the app for either the fact that you need to know that, that you know, that's the person that's, that's logged in. So for example, a task management app, so we use Asana. So we have to add them to that because I want to delegate work to that person. So they have to have a, a named account. Um, or it could be for security reasons. So your CRM, for example, for GDPR, for data protection, you need to know who is logging in and looking at and possibly sharing client data and be able to then obviously do an audit trail if something goes wrong. So some apps you just have to actually give them a, an account for. That may be a paid license or it may be a free license or it may be included in your bundle, depending on what app you're using. So the key ones that we set up with, so we basically just add this new email address we've just set up 
to um, our Asana account, to our screen recording account, we use ScreenPal, to LastPass or your password sharing account, and to, to CRM or to your Slack channel or whatever instant messaging you use, it could be WhatsApp. It's WhatsApp, you probably have to get the number. Uh, and to share drives, so how you actually, you know, storage. So whether it's, we use uh, shared drives on Google, it could be uh, your uh, SharePoint in Microsoft or a Dropbox business account, whatever it is you use to actually store all the documents. And then any other core apps that they need for this for their, for their particular role where they're going to be added as an actual user. Now, LastPass means that we don't have to add them as users to everything because we can have generic shared accounts that we actually share between a number of people. Um, this may be for uh, certain accounts, like for example, if you've got a uh, graphics account, which actually you don't need everybody to have their own login, you just need them all to be able to access it and like, do logo design or whatever, then you can actually put that into LastPass, share the password with them, and it's now all organized and um, easy to update, and et cetera, in your password sharing app. But you don't have to actually create an account for everybody. So there's loads of them. We have literally hundreds of apps which we don't create user accounts for, um, and they are shared via LastPass so their person can, can log in. And because we set up the LastPass account already, we can actually then add that person in at this point. Um, the next thing we do is to send this onboarding email. Um, once we've actually done those initial steps, we've set up those accounts. We then share in that email what we've done. So what accounts have we set up? And what accounts have we added them you know, as a user to? And then explain that these the, the welcome emails for you to then go ahead and create your accounts on those. So we just invited them, I should say. We're not set them up. So we invite them to Asana. We invite them to screen recorder, to our screen recorder app. And all of the welcome emails will be in their email inbox we set up previously. And so we tell them, look, you're going to have a bunch of emails. You need to then go in one by one, go through, and we tell them what they're going to be. And they're going to go and set up their own apps. And then there's um, we explain, we give a videos explaining how they do this. How, for anything that's not like really obvious, we just give them a video. And all of this is part of our um, onboarding system. We uh, tell them about their task board as well. A task board is like where they're going to be um manage that where we're going to be delegating work to them and then so sorry i should have mentioned that before we set up not just add them to the task manager app we actually set up a standardized we call it a unified task matrix in our in our company and that's what we share with our clients it's a very structured way of delegating and managing work and we actually set one of those up and that's where we add them and so we tell them about that we tell them that this is where you're going to go on day one and this is where you're going to find the work you're going to get crack, cracking on with and the first thing that's going to be on there, and we'll talk about it in a minute, is actually their staff training. So we also send them a time for their welcome meeting, or actually typically we send them a few options, or we'll send them a link to a calendar booking app. So we use Calendly. So we'll send a calendar booking app and say, can you book in for your welcome meeting you know, as soon as possible so we can actually get you going and, and get that started before hopefully day one. So actually you had that meeting or everything sorted. You've, you know, you, I'll talk about the welcome meeting in a minute, but you do that before actually day one or on day one if actually if it's more appropriate to do it on day one. And a really nice thing to do, a top pro, pro tip if you like, is to actually get your team to send little hello videos. If you've already got people team then actually get them to say look hi really looking forward to working with you could be like 10 seconds 30 seconds it doesn't matter it's just about putting a you know a face to people who this person's going to actually meet you know in, in company meetings or um during daily stand-ups or 
wherever they're actually going to interact in the business. And actually, now they've actually met them and it's sort of like just a nice welcome rather than ever, everything being a mystery. And so letting people know who's in the team um, is this is a really nice way to do that. Now, one, one thing you have to do is to give them access to the email address you sent up set up for them and so when you set it up we want to get the password for that email address and we send that via a app called one time secret and it basically just hides that that password from anyone's prying eyes if they hack your email or whatever and if they click the link once it opens it up it then disappears so it's then can't be looked at again so that means if someone else gets it you can actually see it's been opened by somebody else and then you can just change the password and you know keep everything safe and so that basically goes in the email as well, and that gets sent over. And that means they've now got this experience of like, look, I'm not even started yet, and this company's already set everything up for me. Like everything is like, looks like it's going to be working really well. I'm actually excited about my day one because um, this looks like not like some of the other companies I may have worked for where it's been a bit of a, a hash, um, a bit of a, a, a cry, uh, a disaster like me in the early days. Um, but actually, it's somewhere that actually have got their head screwed on. And so, the the last thing we do or part of the process of setting up their task management app is we actually put a link on their first task on their task board which we tell them about in the well in the onboarding email and we tell them that go there and do the basic training and that basic training is explaining about how work is delegated how we're going to communicate showing them about company policies for example and about any specific app training that you want them to actually do so on day one they can go through that and orientate themselves to how you work the main apps they're going to be using for communicating collaborating and working as a team and then they're actually you know they know where they're meant to be on that day one which is again massively calming for the person takes the stress out of their new job they now feel like they've got something to do as well which is quite simple but actually actually really gets things going for you as well because you're not having to then take time out to one-on-one -on -one training etc and a top tip here if you haven't got all of these type of training videos you know this is the kind of stuff we show in our programs uh, for our clients but if you haven't got them and you want to do this yourselves then next time you hire somebody do your one-to-one -one training with them to show them all this stuff, but just hit record as you do it. And the next time you can use those videos to train your next member of staff. Okay. So you sent your onboarding email. You've, they've booked in for your welcome meeting and now you're going to have that welcome meeting. And this is all part of the onboarding process. That welcome meeting is going to happen either just before or on day one. And in that meeting, you're going to cover things like your like who you are, why you started the company, what your mission is, what your values are in the company, who else works for you. Introduce them to the team if you've not already done that in the um, onboarding email. You're going to go through their position agreement. You know, is it clear what they're meant to be doing, what their responsibilities are? If you've already assigned some KPIs or KRAs for them, um, key, you know, key performance indicators, key result areas, then you can get to talk about those. Do they understand them? Do they see how they're going to achieve them? Have they got any questions about that? You're also going to talk about the task board. So again, go to the task board with them, make sure they understand how it works. Um, and really importantly, oh, also ask them about themselves as well. Find out some stuff. Do they have a family? Do they have interests? You may find out some of this stuff during the, the um, interview process, which is great. But now is a good time just to sort of go over that and actually just start building that first initial bit of rapport with them. Seem like you care, you know, you're interested in them and actually make notes. So we have something called the staff private record where we make notes of all our meetings about 
what's been said. And at the top, there's a little section about personal stuff. So birthdays, spouses, kids, dogs' names, whatever it is, put it in there because actually it helps you build rapport by, even if you've got a terrible memory like me, it can look like I remember, um, even though you know I wish I did. I genuinely wish. I genuinely do care and do want to remember, but I just struggle with that. So I just make notes and then I don't have to, don't have to worry about it. Um, and so uh, the last thing you're going to do in this welcome meeting, and probably one of the most important things you're going to do, or we do, I should say, is we book our one-to-ones. So our next one-to-one, we schedule it, and that's a weekly thing. So we put it in the calendar on a recurring basis, and that one-to-one, we have a very structured one-to-one meeting agenda, and I'll talk about that uh, in a a subsequent episode when we talk about um, our staff management toolkit. And um, in there, we we, we have those meetings every single week, one-on-one, hence the name, um, with you as the manager, with every single one of your directs. So anyone that you manage directly, that's who you have those one-to-ones with. So if you're not the the manager of this person, but you're the company owner doing the welcome meeting, you'd book that one-to-one with their manager. And that's where they would actually meet their manager for the first time. But if you're doing both roles, then obviously you've met them already. And it's just now having that subsequent meeting. And we book them every single week. That means they know exactly where they're going to get help next if they have any questions away from the group. So if you've already got a team or, you know, you're busy, you're doing a a team, you're doing a meeting, just a one on one meeting, you're talking about work. You know, you don't want to be interrupted by by stuff that can actually wait and be talked about separately. And that is one of the beauties of the one to one. It gives a time and a place to talk about things that aren't related directly to the work that someone's doing. And that is a huge time saver for you. Um, during the week, you don't get interrupted, but also it's really calming for the person because they know they've got this opportunity to get their questions answered once a week. So that's one of the reasons we do one-to-ones. There are many more. Why should you bother doing this? Well, I truly believe that if you follow these steps and you set up a proper professional onboarding process, then when people come to work for you, they get this incredible first impression, something that makes your company stand out way, way above 99% of the small businesses out there. You know, 76% of businesses in the UK have no staff. So if you do hire staff, you're in the minority anyway. But if you can then make yourself stand out in that minority, it will just, you know, you set to yourself sets yourself so far apart that um, you've got much, much higher chance of that person sticking around for the long term, in my opinion. So today we've covered a few key things. We've covered about when we hire a new employee, we set up the core apps before their day one. We then create some basic training that we share with them so they know how to use those apps, how to engage with us, how to communicate and collaborate, and also how to where they should find their work on their task board in your task management app. We send them an onboarding email detailing all this. They have all the details they need. And then we book a welcome meeting where we go through the key documents, the position agreement, the values of the company, and and a bunch of other stuff beside to make sure they feel totally welcome and secure and know what they're meant to be doing from day one. And then lastly, we book our one-to-ones to ensure that we have this ongoing relationship building, rapport building, trust building, um, assist, uh, place every single week where that person can come and get any problems they've got answered and also gives us a chance to just um, speak to them, give them feedback and work on coaching with them. So that's it. That's our onboarding process. I hope you find this helpful. If you have, please share this with your friends and colleagues, leave us a review or hit some stars 
any of those things are absolutely great. Or just comment if you're on social media. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you do? Do you do something different? Have you got any suggestions how we can improve our onboarding experience? Or is this something you're already doing? Or did you find this massively enlightening and you've never thought of uh, onboarding in this way before? And has, is this going to change the way you work? I'd love to know your thoughts on this. It's something I'm really passionite about and i hope this has been a use to you today and look forward to speaking to you next time take care have a good day thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode i'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one and for that i am truly grateful hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people if you got value out of today's episode then so will someone else you know by sharing with others what has helped you along your way you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.